This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach January 2018 podcast. Well, I'm really looking forward to our podcast this month. Our topic is Mayhem to Meaningful Gratitude, NHA Amidst a Medical Crisis. We are delighted to have you join us on this chilly day in January. I'm Stephanie Rule, a certified NHA advanced trainer, a former middle school counselor, and I work for the Children's Success Foundation. I'm also a wife and a parent of two children, ages five and eight, and we live in a Nurtured Heart household. Today, I will be interviewing an experienced NHA advanced trainer from the UK, and her name is Julie Mears. Julie lives in a village just outside Norwich, England, with her husband, Andy, their son and daughter, some of the time, a naughty cocker spaniel, and six chickens. She worked for 35 years in the youth service, often with teenagers at risk of exclusion, and during this time became determined to find a way to change such outcomes at an earlier age. For the past eight years, she has worked as a child support worker in the Time for You team at the Benjamin Foundation, delivering weekly one-to-one sessions with children aged 5 to 11 years old, and is passionate about showing children how they can use their greatness to overcome the challenges in their lives. Julie is an enthusiastic, certified advanced NHA trainer and she has found immense joy in presenting whole school teacher training sessions, in-house training, and parent courses in the Nurtured Heart Approach. NHA has had a profound impact on her professional and personal life, and she will be sharing today how how NHA helped her in navigating her journey through diagnosis and treatment of breast cancer in the summer of 2015. Welcome, Julie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. I'm so, so glad that you are here with us today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation with just the two of us. Um, and um, just welcome. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to take part, and I'm really excited to be here. Um, and Yay. a little bit terrified, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be terrified. It's just a nice, organic conversation between, you know, two Nurtured Heart Approach colleagues, even yes. though we're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we dive into our discussion, um, we do have listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart Approach. And because of that, I really enjoy giving a quick 30-second kind of thumbnail of what the, what the Nurtured Heart Approach is. And I'd love to hear um, what your perspective is of um, how you would describe the Nurtured Heart Approach to someone who is just hearing it, about it for the first time. Okay. Um Well, to me, it's a clear intention um, in your relationships to focus on what's going right in any moment and reflecting it back to others so that they may see it for themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a positive way of living and speaking from the heart to find the greatness in everyone. 
I love the way you wrap that up. Oh, my gosh. And my favorite part about the, what you just said is the intentions in your relationship. Um, that's, that's a very poignant way to say, describe Nurtured Heart, because it is so true that it really is the intention you have in the relationships you have in your life. Um, yes. You know, is your intention to reflect the, the positive um, the positive qualities that you see in people um, and build these healthy relationships, um, or is your intention something else? Um, but it, it really is. It truly is all about what your intention is in your relationships. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, so I would love to just jump in. Um, I'd love to hear your story from the time that you were diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2015 to now and how you navigated through that challenging time in your life using the Nurtured Heart Approach. Just kind of tell us the story. Uh, okay. Um, I think it it's a story that maybe should be called Aha to Oh No to Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, um <laughs> I'd just like to explain that um, mm-hmm. because my my aha moment with the Nurtured Heart Approach, um, which was at my first CTI here in Norwich in 2013, um, you know, we everybody has that one defining moment when the approach falls into place and makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, during that CTI, mine was seeing the the dot, you know, the black dot or purple or whatever color now and understanding what could be in the white space, um, that I had the choice um, every moment to see, well, to see greatness. And having this new lens changed everything for me. Um, And not only could I see it in situations and people around me, but I could energize them with the truth of who they are in that moment. And it positively changed the dynamic in my own family, um, with my two wonderful children, and... um, it lifted my elderly father with dementia and with the children I work with, and it totally refocused my view of the world. And um, and it was so good. It was too good to keep to myself, <laughs> hence mm-hmm. um, training others. So um, so fast forward to 2015, um, when I received an appointment to the hospital following a, a routine mammogram. So at first I just thought, well, you know, maybe they just didn't get the picture right or something because that had happened before. But um, when, when I got there, I was really surprised and quite shocked to find myself in a room with um, a couple of nurses and a senior consultant who had been summoned to take samples for, to do biopsies. Um, so the procedure was quite tricky and precise. And as the consultant um, started explaining what he was doing and and what they might find, I began to feel really small and helpless and Mm -hmm. found myself spiraling downwards into a a well of fear. Um, And in seconds, you know, your mind mind can come up with lots of different outcomes and none of them are very good. So I floundered there for a while until I realized that I didn't want to stay there. It was sink or swim so somewhere um, from deep inside I climbed out into my reset mm. I, I began to look for what was in the white space 
I noticed the concentration and determination in the face of the consultant as he searched with the ultrasound. He was really patient and he explained the process that he must have done to hundreds of others before me. Um, he had a really kind, apologetic smile every time I flinched. And then I looked at the really sweet face. I had a, a lovely nurse sitting beside me um, with a hand on my shoulder to kind of reassure me. And and she would squeeze every now and then in support. And um, and, and I looked at them and 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 kind of realized what was really going on around me, you know, and, um, and, and I started to recognize them and energize them. And I thanked them for their determination and their kindness and dedication to make me well. Mm. And as I did that, there was a, a real significant shift in the energy in the room. And I became more positively active in giving recognition and... And as I did this, the medical team, they just kind of started smiling and, and they shone and, um, and, and the conversation began to change. And um, they, just, they were just uplifted. And as, mm-hmm. as that happened, my confidence in them grew um, and I started to feel better myself, you know, that it was going to be okay. And I thought then that with their help, I was going to get through it. Um, so a week later, I was back at the hospital again. Um, the biopsy had revealed cancer that had to be removed. And three weeks after that, I returned for surgery. So during the week um, in between that I was waiting for the results and leading up to the surgery, um, they were difficult. Um, I was like a pendulum, really, swinging between feeling okay and fine and positive that, that I would be all right or convinced that more would be found than I wouldn't. So, again, I became the master of reset, you know, both for myself and for those around me, because, you know, it's difficult for others watching on. And um, my family and my friends were really supportive. They were amazing, actually. Um, And sometimes, you know, resets just seemed impossible, but they did come. And there was a lot of laughter and as well as tears. Um, So... On the day of the surgery, um, I was determined to, um, well, to focus on positivity. <laughs> so I breathed into the hospital, all kind of grateful and appreciative. You know, I had to be there early um, so they could inject some dye into mm-hmm. me. And um, and everybody I encountered that that morning, I gave them great recognition for their um, for their sort of dedication and you know. Um, their patients and and the nurses even asked me if I knew what I was there for. <laughs> so maybe yeah. you know <laughs> maybe I didn't seem like somebody who was about to undergo surgery. Right. But um and and this is where the nurtured heart approach I think really really helped. You know, in refocusing my lens. You know, in in giving me the ability to look for what was in the white space. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so the surgery was successful. Um, the cancer hadn't spread, um, and I healed up well and even went back to work for a while before the beginning of treatment. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had to have four weeks of radiotherapy. Um, and that was quite scary as well. That was a challenge. Um, the whole concept of it alarmed me, really. The precision of the radiation rays, um, the side effects, and, you know, they... Um, it was all quite 
scary stuff. So again, I switched my focus to gratitude for the professionalism and dedication of the medical team. Um, I took it a day at a time and just reset whenever I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I focused on feeling grateful um, for the love and support of my family and friends um, who all kept me company on this journey. So there was a lot of positivity that came out of something that was, you know, quite hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the beautiful thing about, about well, there's so many things. First of all, thank you for sharing that story. Um, that's a, such a personal, deeply personal story that you um, were very uh, willing to share with us. And um, I just want to appreciate you in this moment for being so open. Thank and, you. Yes. Um, and it's just so, um, gosh, I, I just listening to your story really has touched my heart um, in so many ways. Um, just listening to how the nurtured heart approach can really help a person going through a, a crisis, whether it's a medical crisis or not, any kind of crisis really. Um, but, you know, those medical crises are are really scary, and they, they are the ones that are going to bring up your your deepest, darkest WNDs, right, or your, your worries, yeah. miseries, and doubts, all that fear. And it's so easy, as you were, you were mentioning um, earlier in your story, to get spir- sucked into that fear spiral. Yes. So yes. easy to go there. Um, mm. And so listening to how you used um, the, your energetic shift um, and your different lens and different perspective on how to look at your your um, difficulty, your difficult bump in the road, right, ahead of you um, to help you shift that thinking from being spiraled down into WNDs or fear um, to being able to climb, what did you say? You climbed, um, climbed out, you, it was either sink or swim, and you decided to climb, you reset to climbing out of, out of that hole. Um, yes. Yeah. Wow. It, that's, it, it really is... Um, it really is quite intentional, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. You know, it's it's not just through medical crises. Actually, it's through mm-hmm. almost any that that you can do this. And um, mm-hmm. and it can give you. It's really empowering to know that you that you can do it, even when it's really difficult. Um, that you do have that ability. Um, you have that capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's interesting to hear the perspective of the person who's going through the medical crisis. Um, I, I shared with you in our email exchanges that uh, my own mother is going through um, had a recent diagnosis of breast cancer. And so from the perspective of a person, a family member um, I, that I hold, I hold that perspective of somebody going through breast cancer diagnosis, um, I it, it was really um, it's fascinating to hear how similar it is the way in which I handle my own emotions through this time in my life and my mother's life um, w- compared to the way you um, went through it when in your own cri- medical crisis. Um, it's so similar. You know, it, there's a lot of resetting. There's a lot of spiraling, beginning to spiral into the what if yes. and the fear you know, and then just constantly resetting back to um, 
being as present as I can in each moment with, with the life that, that we have, that she has, um, being present with her and appreciating and recognizing the greatness that I see in her or even the greatness that I see in myself, giving myself those recognitions um, and resetting that negative self-talk um, that so easily sweeps us right back into the spiraling of fear. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's very similar. Uh, it was interesting to listen to your story and, and think, oh, my gosh, I'm, I, I was doing the same thing. Just the other day, you know, I was giving my, myself recognitions for, um, for self-care in a time mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, and I think um, for my family, you know, we've, my, my children, have um, they were middle teenage um, when we brought the nurtured heart approach into the family. And, mm-hmm. and they've, they're now 20 and 23, but when this was going on um, two and a half years ago, they were... Um, they were obviously worried, um, but for me, they were able to really um, support me, you know, and sort of, well, just just, just being there, being a sort of a, a positive element. You know, they also didn't um, focus on, on what was going, what, what was going badly or what wasn't going right. Um, they, they, were, they were very strong. <laughs> And um, and really encouraging, and you know, the, I think that the nurtured heart approach in some way helped them too to manage the whole situation. Um, because my husband was working away, so um, my daughter lived away as well, but my son was at home with me. And um, you know, quite amazing for an 18-year-old to to sort of manage that situation with his mother um, in such a positive way. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he would um, oh, he would just look for for good things in the day and and make things happen. You know, make good things happen. You know, <laughs> he took me places and and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was he was quite an inspiration too. Well, the and that makes me think about the energy that that we bring into the room. Um, you know, the, that really molds. Uh, how other people's energy is going to be. So the, it, you know, listening to you talk about your story and how, how you were constantly resetting yourself um, and pulling yourself up out of out of that fear um, and resetting to gratitude. I, I imagine that your son felt that energy and was able to, you, you know, you were modeling that type of energy for him. Um, which then creates this energy coming from him as a, a, the same type of positive energy. Um, and, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, if you're going to withhold this or uphold this, this positive um, lens to, or mm-hmm. outlook on the situation, then, then I can do that too. So the strength goes hand in hand, right? The strength that, that yeah. you were showing and, and the strength that he had as well. You guys were probably, it sounds like, feeding off of each other, which I know happens for myself with my own mom and I, you know, I don't live with my mother anymore. Um, but when we're together um, and, you know, the conversations um, come up about where she is and her treatment and, um, you know, it's scary um, and it can so easily shift that energy can so quickly shift back to, well, what if, what if it doesn't work or what if tomorrow it spreads or what if, what if, what if. Um, yeah, and I just think that the the importance of 
um, the energy you bring into the room, it really speaks volumes for the relationship, the health, the health of the relationship between the person who's going through the medical crisis and the family member. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the experience taught me that we have the capacity to find joy anywhere and everywhere um, if we want yeah. to, and yeah. and we have the ability um, to change the worst of times into into the best of times. And and in, in a weird way, I can look back at um, that period that I was going through this um, and remember, you know, some, some of the uh, amazing things that happened. You know, I was. I was sort of cocooned with a, a wonderful um, network of friends who who supported me through it, you know, as well as my family. And, and um, you know, some of the, the, the joy and laughter we had during that time, um, in spite of it all, and, um, you know, it really was inspiring. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the, I, I'm glad you said that. The, the, the joy in life, it really is the the thing that I personally reset myself back to anytime I get overcome by any sort of worries or miseries or doubts or fear um, is to just reset to the joy that I can find in every moment because there's always joy there. There's always joy to be found and to be seen and to be discovered. Um, And it really is all about that perspective, that lens that we choose to look through. Do Do we choose to look through the lens that shows the but all you can see is the the fears and what could possibly happen if things go wrong. You know, do you choose to look through that? Which is so easy to do. Gosh, it's like yes. human nature to look through that lens, right? Yeah. Or, or do you take off that lens and say, you know what? I'm going to be intentional. I am going to put on this lens where I can choose to find the joy in every moment and I can choose to be grateful for the things that I do have that are going well. It's yes. so it's all about our intention, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think some of the most difficult times were um when I wasn't with anybody, you know, there were there were long long nights and like I said my husband was working away, so they were long long nights on my own. And mm-hmm. um and during those times it was sometimes really difficult, you know, to to reset. Um mm-hmm. and and that's where gratitude really, really helps. You know, the the gratitude of um for well, everything everything good in your life, you know, for, for your your treatment, for your friends, for your home, for for your dog. For, you know mm-hmm. I used to I used to go through lists and lists in my mind about what there was to be happy about you know <laughs> what there was or all the all the hope and the other thing um that i used to do at night time was visualize you know i visualize myself at the end of the treatment or you know mm. being well and um because in, until you well for me until i got past the surgery and the the other biopsies that were done on the surrounding tissue there there is no real guarantee that it's gone and um so you kind of have an underlying sort of fear that maybe there's something more, and 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 to get over that, I I I just thought about everything and visualised being well, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, I've read some things that um, 
um, that suggests that you you can help your body to heal um, with gratitude and and positive um, visualization mm-hmm. of being well. So I feel sure that it that it helps. That well, that's so powerful too because um, it's uh, the nurtured heart approach is what I'm hearing you, you say is that it's not just something that can help us manage our emotions through a crisis, a medical crisis or whatever it might be, but it's also something that we can use to help our bodies to heal. Yeah. A powerful tool to help your body heal in a medical crisis. Mm -hmm. And I, I completely agree with you. I think that, um, that our, our use and of the nurtured heart approach by being this person who intentionally seeks out positivity and intentionally visualizes health, and intentionally resets your your thought processes from the WMDs, the fears, back to, well, I'm grateful for this and that and my dog and my son and whatever it, whatever those little things are, those little baby steps of things that we can be grateful for. Um, I, I just agree wholeheartedly with you that it is, um, it's not just about uh, getting yourself through an emotionally difficult time, but it's also um, so such a beautiful thing for healing, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of the above. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you know this experience has um, strengthened me, and um, and it's and it's an, an experience that I kind of take with me. Um, when I'm working with children, um, I, I don't tell them about the experience, but but in in teaching them to focus on what's going well around them, um, you know, they really get that. They really get the um, the dot and the white space thing. And right. um, it, yeah, it's a really powerful kind of teaching tool to everybody, really, to mm-hmm. um, to be able to refocus um, their their life um, with that message. Mhm. Absolutely. Um, do you mind, Julie? Because we've we've mentioned several times now the the dot in the versus the white space. Um, yes. Would you be comfortable sharing that a little bit about that for our listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. It's it's the part of the the training that you know really uh, when everything fell into place for me because um, it it's shows you that it's um that the approach is about living and and being it really or it being part of you i suppose and mm-hmm. it's when um if somebody um shows you a, a a dot on a piece of paper um and asks you what asks you what you can see um almost invariably people will say um they can see the dot and the dot just takes up part, a very small part of that piece of paper it's a, a little dot in the middle and the rest of the piece of paper actually is, is white space, and uh, and yet we focus on the dot. And um, this this is in, in the same way. Um, this is how we focus on on negative thoughts or um, or, or feelings or um, situations or people um, in our lives. Um, it, it's very easy to kind of focus on the on the black dot, which is just a very small part. And when we start looking at what's in in the white space, it's a whole lot of other good stuff. Um, but our, our default is to focus on the on the dots. 
so once we learn that, once we realize that, we can then um, change our focus to looking at, at what's, what's good, what's going well. And, um, and once we start to see that with, with people or with situations, um, it changes our whole perspective on, on life. <laughs> and it's, uh, it and our really view does. of the world. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our whole view of the world, our whole view of life, it changes that. And so that lens is what we, when, when Julie is referring to the dot versus the white space, that's the lens we've been talking about this whole conversation is I choose to look through um, a, a positive lens so that I can see yeah. um, the, the space as opposed to focusing on that dot of negativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is really, it has to be intentional because that the WMDs, the worries, the, the misery, the doubt, and the fear are so, have such a powerful force and can so very easily sweep us away to that dot. And so we have to be so very intentional in life in general, um, but specifically when we are going through a medical crisis or any sort of stress, stressful moment in our lives, um, we have to be so intentional to focus on, on the white space around it, yes. around the dot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, we do. And I, I think the other thing that really um, that, that was quite revolutionary to me was realizing that we have a choice, actually, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we, we can feel like we're being drawn into that. Uh, that dot but but actually no, we don't we we do have a choice to to not um uh, and to focus on on what's in the white space on on the good stuff it's so true it's so true we do have a choice it that it goes right back to our intentions what are your intentions right now name them say them out loud my intentions are to stay strong to stay positive to find the joy in the moment surrounding the negativity right because there's you can have a a huge medical crisis going on um, whether you're the person going through it or you're the family member experiencing it alongside of that person Um, but even though it's a huge medical medical crisis a, a big crisis in your life it's still that dot it's not the white space it's there's so much else going on around that dot that is the joy that is the yeah. positive stuff. And if, if we intend to see that, that is what we will see. And then we will, in turn, create more of that for the people around surrounding us, like I think you did with your son. Yes. Yeah. Through your own use of resetting to gratitude and um, giving recognitions and finding the positive and what's going right, I think that um, that really modeled to your son how... You know, he saw how you were going to handle this, this crisis, mm-hmm. and he was able to take that on himself and and handle it in a similar manner. So um, it's a beautiful thing, really, if you think about it, to be yeah. able to pass along that um, positivity just by way of our energy, of our positive energy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Not like absolutely. you're sitting there telling your son, you have to be positive. You have to do this. <laughs> Right. It was just your energy um, that was filled with positivity, even though even in the time of crisis, um, mm-hmm. that was contagious. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, there were times when when I kind of 
um, did fall apart, actually, you know. Right. And um, and there were times when you kind of have to accept that that's going to happen, but you don't have to stay there. And um, and that's where also my son was really good at, um, at kind of re-energizing me, if you like, to mm-hmm. um, help me back to a to reset to a you know a more positive place and mm-hmm. um and i think and i think you know that maybe came from him <laughs> so he was able to, to reflect it back to me yeah <laughs> yeah no you know what thank you for saying that though because i think that was an important piece to this conversation that needed to be discussed which is um, you know, this isn't all fluffy, light, and fantastic during a medical crisis that we're talking about. Like, you are, if you're a human being, you're going to have moments where you're yes. going to fall apart, right? Yes. And and I love how you said, you put the importance on not the fact that you fell apart, but what you do once you fall apart. You don't have to mm-hmm. stay there. You don't mm-hmm. have to live in that. You can You can fall apart and you can reset back to gratitude joy what's going well outside of that dot yes yes i i think you know you you have to um you have to be kind to yourself you know and and mm, understand yeah. you know that that you're going through something difficult and um and allow yourself to <laughs> to sort of wobble and um and know yes. that you, you are ultimately going to be okay yes Absolutely. Forgiveness is so important. That was one of the things that I had written down that I wanted to make sure I, uh, we discussed today because, um, you know, it's human nature to fall apart. Yeah. And, yeah. What, and it's okay to fall apart. And I always talk about that with um, parents in my classes. You know, it's okay to fall apart. It's okay to make those mistakes. It's okay to go back <laughs> to your old ways. Um, what matters? is what you do after, right? Yes. Do you stay in that? Do you stay in that, that WMD, that fear? Do you live there? Or do you swim out of it and, mm-hmm. and reset yourself back to um, gratitude and joy and what's going right? Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, which I started off the sentence saying, forgive yourself for falling apart. Forgiveness is key. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Julie, the time flies when I'm deep in conversation with people. I tell you, I always explain to people that these podcasts are just an organic conversation between two Nurtured Heart colleagues, and I say that because it really is, and I get lost in them and forget that I'm not just on the telephone talking with somebody. <laughs> we actually are on a podcast, and unfortunately about the time that that I have to wrap the conversation up. Um, okay. So I just have a few announcements before before we hang up, um, and then we'll come. I'll come back to um, to you, Julie, if you have a, any last minute um, parting words that you'd like to share with our listeners. Um, okay. But I want to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast, or you can search Nurtured Heart Approach in iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. 
You can register for our three-stand e-course, which is on our website at childrensuccessfoundation.com. And this is a free e-course that is delivered directly to your email inbox. The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the links to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Nurtured Heart Approach. Lastly, I would love to thank our dedicated listeners for listening to our podcast. It's, it's because of the listeners that we have been able to continue making our podcast for five years now. We're so grateful to our many listeners, and we hope that you, too, have discovered how the Nurture Heart Approach is a journey that can be a gift to you in your own life. Back to you, Julie. Um, I want to thank you so much um, for your um, openness and willingness to share your story, your very personal story. Um, I think that this was a very uh, positive discussion to, that will be very helpful for people who are going through a crisis on their own to listen to this conversation. Um, I think that you had some great tips and tools for how to navigate through a medical crisis using the Nurture Heart Approach, and I just thank you so much for sharing with us. Okay, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, and I'd just like to um, remind everybody that um, you have the capacity to find joy anywhere and everywhere. And when you look for greatness in others, you ultimately find it in yourself. Oh, that was such a perfect thing to say. Yes, that just touched my heart. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. And that is a gift that I hope, I hope everybody will take with them um, as they go through their day today. Um, Julie, thank you. Um, take care over there in the U.K., and um, I hope to meet you someday in person. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. Me too. Um, okay. Thank you again. Bye. All right. Bye. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more. This is New York firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Every day, a part of every sub you buy at Firehouse Subs helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. And now, for a limited time, they're introducing the Daily Sub Special. Every day, get a medium sub of the day for just $5.55. They kick it off with Meatball Monday and finish it off with Italian Sunday with something delicious every day in between for just $5.55. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Tap the banner now to learn more.